0: Hi, I'm Princess Rara, and I'm Dara, the Electro khaleesi and this
1: is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying Pink Kinksters. Thank you, Jay Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Fabe, Embers, Blossom. William P. Claire, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Fire Good and His Good Boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact
0: Hazard, Twitch, Linus X, The Midnight Girl. Sinful. Mrs. and Mr. Hart J21 Daisy If You Do Harley Chick Violet Rain Serenity Ah Belle Puppy Bike Jedi Kitten Eric Cat Daddy Sweetie Todd Radically Blessed Lady Affliction Dr. Dave Pumpkin Pie Ms. Tourmaline S'more Hacksaw Kinky Katie We Mad Beastie To Be Better For Me Forest BP Brin, Ray S Crash Override Becca Sir Sin Little Bean Kinky Bear I'm Baby Bitches Barbie, Frost, Sinful, and Naughty. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our
1: impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers,
0: both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash Pink Podcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Are you alive? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there is Poor not baby. enough coffee in the world for Poor this baby oh my god and the fact that i okay so i got home at like 2 o'clock something like that well maybe you should tell people where you got home from hold on i was gonna and say then, that's
1: how tired you are
0: <laughs> yeah no, no 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 i'm getting there there's i have a thing right. got home not risque and went to bed and then still woke up at seven to take care of the dogs and then went to work like two hours late and then did my meetings and then left two hours early and came home and passed out again. I'm dead. And as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to go back to the dead. And I was so
1: proud of myself because I was at the dungeon Saturday night and I left quote unquote early which meant I left at one o'clock. I was going to say two. (laughs) No, two is when they close. Oh, yeah, you did leave pretty early. So I left one o'clock is early for me. Yeah. And I didn't even Uh, stop for chicken nuggies. I came straight home.
0: Oh, well, that's a first. Man, look at you. You're being all like weird.
1: Right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I did Fetball this weekend, which was absolutely amazing. It's it's always pretty awesome. I mean, there's ups and downs obviously, but this year I was not working with Bobby at Electro. I had uh my apprentice who I'm pretty sure is no longer my apprentice. The woman is just totally she's she's amazing. So I don't think I'm going to call her my apprentice anymore. I'm just going to call her a working partner or whatever you want to call it. Mhm. And instead, so like what Bobby and I usually do, is I'll do like the first three or four hours and then I'll take a break and then he'll do it and, you know, stuff like that. And then he'll take a break. And then uh, by that time I'm ready to go home. But what Noir and I did was kind of tag team. Like I did one, she did one, I did one, she did one. We both did the first half hour, make 20 minutes, half hour. Okay. Okay. I have to back up because I'm doing this out of order as I think of it, but I think I should go in chronological order just to set this because it's pretty Okay. Fun. So my demo bottom for the night was our awesome friend, Katie Rose. She does a lot of stuff with us at Crucible. She's amazing, kind of, you know, in the same birthday realm as us too.
1: She is, She's a September baby. And she's an amazing giggler in scenes, which is one of my favorite things.
0: Oh, she's hilarious. But we, she was my demo bottom. So she climbs up on the table as people are starting to come in and we did a quick warm up and then we did tinsel, which she's absolutely, that's her favorite thing in the whole world for Electro is the tinsel, which allows me to kind of draw other people in as they're coming in. So I'm on the bottom floor, right by the stage. As soon as you come in, you have to pass by my station. And that's how you get to the coat check. You can't, you can't not go past my table. So I had this steady stream of people for like a half hour, just going straight through. And anybody that kind of glanced at it, we'd go, Hey, you want to join? You want to do the tinsel? You want to feel it? And they would like put their hands in the tinsel, grab a little piece of it, and you know, we would zap them. And some people were like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" And they came back later. Other people were like, "Oh Jesus, no, what? That's not <laughs> fun!" I'm like the GTFO. <laughs> and the coolest part about this just beginning scene is Noir and I would tag team it. So I would do a little bit. She would do a little bit. So we both got to showcase how to do it. And we would just sit down, get back up, do it again. Sometimes we'd both do it. And then our friend Raven showed up. Raven is another amazing person with the scene. She's another electro slut. And Katie Rose and I just decided, what the fuck? Let's have Raven climb on top of Katie Rose. And wrapped them both in tinsel. I had extra. I wrapped them both. So we were tucking things into Raven's outfit to keep it steady. And it was such a hit. They just kept moving and kind of writhing against each other. And they were making noises and laughing. And it was drawing such a crowd. It was phenomenal. And that was how I started my night. (laughs) It was so much fun. It just kept going from there. Should I talk about the bad parts that pissed me off or just keep going with the good parts? No, you can talk about the bad parts that pissed you off. You got to take the good and the bad. Okay, well, we had some pretty amazing stuff. We had a bunch of couples that came in. Oh, my God. This one man was, he wanted to go. I I had, uh, so Noir and I were tag teaming. We're like, okay, you do this one, I do this one. You do this one, I do this one. So she got this one man and he wanted her to go harder, 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 harder. So I figured the hardest thing I could do for him is put him in sequence and then use the lucky harms. So I set this up for her and she went to town on him and he was screaming. His lady was behind, she was filming and I grabbed the camera a couple times to like sort of like get his face at a different angle because I had a better view of his face, but man, was he a screamer. We had another guy at the end of the night who was also a screamer. We had a lot of screamers <laughs> and this is kind of like, this is awesome. Cause Noir, uh, Noir was having so much fun, but is this our first time? at Well, at football? demoing fat Yes. Participating. No, she's done the model gig a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But we had this last guy that we had was such a screamer. I mean, and I'm talking like very high pitched screams. If it weren't for all the music, you would think we were killing somebody. And he's not the only person that did this all night long. But we had uh, so Raven was actually uh, videoing him because I guess he was a friend of hers. And then this other man came along. Very short, Rara. You actually know him because he comes to the munches every once in a while. Okay. Very short man, glasses, kind of nerdy. Doesn't stop talking when you're very clearly like, yeah, we need to stop talking. But he kept trying to take the camera from Raven, this guy's phone. He kept trying to take it from her and film because apparently, according to him, she wasn't doing it right. Hmm. And she just kind of looked at me like, what do I do? Because he, as he was taking the phone, she's like, I don't want to be rude. Like, how do I do this? So I looked at him. I leaned over the guy on the table and I just snatched the phone away from the guy. And I was like, I'll take care of it. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. And he just looked at me like, why? I'm just trying to help. I was like, goodbye. Like, you can't. you are not taking someone else's phone. No, no, no. Go wow. away. So we finished that, packed up. That was the end of the night. Another one was this really, really tiny Asian lady who was wearing, I don't know what to call it, a scale bikini. Interesting. It was like little tiny gold dragon scales, but it was a bikini. It was wild. So we're zapping the crap out of her and um, she goes, more, more, more. I was like, okay, this is another opportunity for tinsel. This was another opportunity. Hella screamer. Once again, I'm pretty sure if the music hadn't been so unbelievably loud and we were right under a speaker, people would have thought we were murdering this chick. Like the whole night ended up sounding like some sort of slasher film. It was so crazy, amazing, but crazy. During the actual show, like they do a headliner performance and a fashion show. The fashion show was sick. Honestly, the fashion show is better than the headliner this year. Really? Yes. The person they got for the fashion, it was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was like Mad Max, but goth. (laughs) So right up your alley. Oh, it was amazing. It was so sick. There was like, you know, part of the outfits was a snake, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, holy shit. One girl comes in like a veil. That was most of her outfit. And then she like sort of moved it and it was like ta And we were just like. ta <laughs> But she never, ta But she never uncovered her face. It was like, holy shit. This is so like devious. And then, uh, oh my God. When the the man walked in with the horse, up on the stage with the horse mask, people lost their fucking shit. Lost their shit. He was so hot, rah-rah. You would have loved him. Is he my my type? Mm-hmm. Oh, Muscular, yeah. ginormous chocolate man, yes. Oh, perfection. Yeah. Sorry, you I would have done you would have been drooling. So we were we were losing our shit. Every the, the crowd went wild. Every single person who appreciates men in that room just lost it. Then the next man came up and we lost it even more. Do you remember the movie Seven? No, I don't think I saw it. What? You have got to be kidding! You can't not have watched Seven. It's a freaking cult classic. You have to. We're watching it. Okay. Yay! It's kind of kinky when you think about it. Well, this scene anyway. There's a scene in Seven where the the guy has like. He murders somebody by fucking her with a bladed dildo. Sounds delightful. Well, you don't actually see the scene. You see the aftermath, but. Oh, that's good. The guy that came on the stage, his fashion was basically. I I swear to God, it had to be at least a two foot dildo. But it was. I don't know how to describe this. It was bladed, but with like points so it was like cone, 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 cone of blades. It was fucking wild. Whoever this designer was, I didn't catch the name of it, but like, oh my lord! Oh, and Slicks was there. Slicks did a p- oh, part of the fashion show. Slicks. Yeah, Slicks does risque stuff too. Has um, I have a, I
1: have a pink uh, skater skirt from him.
0: Latex, right? He yep. does latex. Yeah, so he he was part of the fashion show. There was another one. I, I'm telling you, I think the fashion show was better than the actual headline act. Okay, so bad stuff. And this was, like, really weird. So during the fashion show, we have a front row, not a front row seat, but we have very good seats because of the placement. Mm-hmm. We just kind of climb up on the massage table. There was like three or four of us. So Katie Rose and I were there and then Noir was behind us. Kind of like, you know, we get to look up over the crowd. It's really handy. And we're watching the fashion show and I'm on the left. Katie Rose is on the right. On the left, we have the table with all the equipment and my, my little sign from Vixen that says, do not, do touch. not touch. You will get zapped. Yep. Yeah. That thing was a godsend, by the way, because nobody touched my shit, (laughs) except for this one couple. They were always one against there's always one. Well, in this case, there was two. (laughs) I'm on the left couple is right there by the table. And this other girl jumps up onto the table, onto the massage table, like almost on top of me and starts watching the show like that. And I'm like, uh, Hello. Just dumped this up on your not... massage
1: table, yeah, like
0: like it was seating at the stadium. Yeah, okay. Like I can stand, like everybody else. There's no room on here anymore. Get your ass off this table. Even if there so was room, every... it's still not appropriate. It's rude. So every time she leaned back, I made sure my elbow was sticking out. Good for you. So she was very uncomfortable. I hope. Oh, too bad. But back to this couple he had his hand up her skirt and was like massaging or playing with her ass or her cooch like the entire time. And they kept bumping into my table and moving all of my stuff. And at one point her bare ass, I think was pressed up against my metal cards. And I'm like, I just kind of like started moving things. I was like, can you, can you move a little bit? You're actually sitting on my stuff. You're going to get zapped because you don't know if it's as live or not. Can you move? And they were like, Oh, okay. Like they're Be thinking right. I'm rude. So I'm trying to keep an eye on them the whole time on the right. Poor Katie Rose is dealing with the same issue, except worse because the man that was groping his girl on that side. Kept... Tell me he, did he start groping her? Please tell me he did not. Start no, no, groping no, no, no. Her. Okay. It was, it was that close though. You know, Mm-hmm. Because every time he groped her, the, his person that he was with, Mm -hmm. he would look at me and Katie, like, try to make eye contact with us as he was groping his, like, yeah, and he would kind of smirk, like, it was one of those faces, it kind of looked like, don't you wish you were here getting groped by me like this, and Katie was, like, scooting backwards, and she was like, should I say something, should I get the DM? who was our friend in green, by the way, for the night, he just appointed himself our guardian. Mm -hmm. He would, um, we were like, should we make this guy move? Like, what do we, he's really creeping us out, but it's not like he's done anything. He's just staring at us weirdly. So at one point, Poppy gets on the table, you know, Poppy. Yeah. Okay. So he—that's not his name. That's just what I called him. But I didn't really know what else to call him. So Poppy gets on the table. We do a thing, and as he's leaving, I was like, "Hey, at, he's built like a linebacker, this man." So I said, "Hey, as you're leaving, could you just accidentally push this guy off the stage?" Like it's, <laughs> and it's he totally really would crowded. do that. He did he would totally do that. He did it. So of course like, he did. We told him just pretend you're really, really drunk and you trip off the stage, take this guy with you on your way down. (laughs) He fucking did it. Not surprised, honey. Oh my God. Love him so much for that. Like I loved him before, but that was even better. And so the guy was like off the stage, but he was still kind of, you know, doing stuff and staring at us. And then I decided what the fuck. I locked eyes with him. (laughs) And dead pan stared. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you guys at home can't see it, but I'm going to do it to Robert. Like, this is the face. I just went. No expression. Didn't glare. Didn't, you know, move my mouth. Didn't do anything. Just locked eyes with him and stared until he quit staring at us. Did it work? Actually, yeah, it kind of did. I think I creeped him out more than he creeped us out, which was kind of my goal. Good. So, yeah, that was weird but i absolutely adore poppy for uh <laughs> for knocking him down this has always
1: been one of my issues with this particular event is it doesn't pull just um kinksters. kingsters mm-hmm. and so you get a lot of people who don't know what the fuck they're doing
0: yeah so It's basically, a lot of it's kinksters. Those of us that work it, we know the rules. I saw a shit ton of people who are regulars from Risqué and other events at Crucible. You know, we were jumping all over each other saying hi. But there's also a shit ton of, for lack of a better word, vanillas who think they're kinksters. Yep. And it's, it's uncomfortable to say the least. Now, I'm usually protected because I'm behind the table. Mm -hmm. But there's always a couple of people that are just being dumb assholes. Yep. Luckily, you know, we did have a good bodyguard system there. um, And the body paint person was next to us. So it was there was a lot of room, but it was still. You know, there's always going to be issues. There's issues everywhere. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'll tell you after, but about. You know, stuff that happened to me and I was at a kink of it.
0: With the rules and everything in place? Yep. Yep. Well, that's pretty much it. I'm sure there's more. I'm just too brain dead to remember right now. I've also went to the dungeon and have stories. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh we're never, we're not going to do
1: any episode today. We'll get there. Because it actually is all related to the episode. I do have a master evil plan.
0: Oh, you, okay. I was not part of the master evil plan. I just rambled.
1: (sighs) There was no point telling you the master evil plan. You wouldn't remembered it. Yeah. So. Yeah. (laughs) So I also went to the dungeon. Um, I was at sinful and naughty and was demoing for needles and impact. And the sign did stop. My little don't touch the toys did stop one, one couple. I I saw the 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 female part of the couple as as the male started to reach towards something. She tapped him and goes, look at the sign. Don't touch the toys.
0: (laughs) Fucking love it.
1: So that was great. Birthday present
0: ever. Um,
1: But I did have somebody else who I had to say, uh, please don't touch the toys. I had to tell somebody they could not use the table in the medical play area because I needed to keep it for Mm -hmm. my things. And it was, it was interesting. Some people were, you know, I had to do that like twice. And one time they were like, oh, okay, whatever. And one time they were like, not happy, but oh well. Too bad, so So sad. sad, Right. Um, But I do have to laugh because I'm going to totally promote our next Pink Kink Institute class, which is your scene went wrong. Now what do you do? And that is scheduled for Thursday, October 26th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I think it's a really important class because things can and do go wrong in scenes. Oh, yes, I actually scheduled the class Saturday morning and then had two things go wrong Saturday evening and had to laugh because one was with our friend, um, Cindy or Barbie, depending upon what, what, uh, she feels like being called. And I said to her, I go, I hope you're, you understand you will be talked about in my class now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect example. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, and- but anybody that does a scene with us and knows that we do pink kink, anybody that is in any of our chats should be like automatically knowing that we're going to fucking talk about you.
1: Right. The only difference is whether we mention you by name or not. And that really comes down to your permission, your Mm -hmm. consent. Uh, Anyway, so I did needles with her on her thigh. And when I took one of the needles out, there was a little bit more blood than usual. (laughs) (laughs) And it just started running down her leg. So I quickly grabbed a and and threw it under her leg so the blood wouldn't get on anywhere that it shouldn't and grabbed some paper towels and put pressure on her. Now, the two of us were calm as calm could be because there was no point in getting upset or freaked out. The emergency needed to be dealt with. This th- this poor person was bleeding. Um, and luckily, the bleeding stopped pretty quickly. It was, just, And I laughed because I had a similar thing happen to me when I was bottoming for needles in that exact same spot. So I don't know if it's the spot or just sheer dumb luck. Um, but I did the same thing to Learning Curve where I'm like, oh, that's a little bit extra blood than normal for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh but then the manager of Crucible came over and is like, Do you have any bandages? And I looked at them, I went, No. <laughs> I've never needed them before. I usually don't ever get that level of blood. And he just kind of looked at me and he's like, You should. I'm like, yeah, I know that now. I yeah. also figured, I also figured that. Dungeon would have bandages, which actually they did. And he brought me bandages, but I came home and Sunday I placed an order to Amazon. And I now have three boxes of different size bandages sitting on my desk that need to be added to my kit.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) I'm prepared now. I started keeping aloe after somebody got really bad electrical burns because they were allergic to the ionized metal. It wasn't Mm -hmm. the electrical burns themselves. Although then now that I think about it, that probably have been something smart that I should have had in the first place because I come home with electrical burns all the time from testing on my arm.
1: Well, and I honestly never think about necessarily needing bandages because the reality is you don't want to cover the needle holes. Mm -hmm. It is much better for their healing process for air than to be covered under a Band-Aid. And I don't typically use large gauge needles I was really surprised at how much this particular one was bleeding. I can only imagine I must've just tipped uh, a vein or there was something underneath it. It stopped very quickly. As I said, it's not that I did anything wrong. That's just one of the risks associated with needle play. But then I also had somebody that I was doing impact on. Now, thankfully as part of the negotiations, I go over health issues. And she did mention to me That sometimes she gets dizzy and lightheaded. So we pre-established what we would do if that were to happen. That's good. And sure enough, she called yellow, which surprised me that she called yellow versus red. But either way, yellow, I'm still gonna stop and see what the issue is. I'm just not gonna necessarily assume the scene is over. And when I said, Are you okay? She's like, Oh, she goes, Yeah, I'm starting to feel really dizzy and lightheaded. So I called the scene as far as I was concerned, we're done. We're not going to go back to it. And I sat her down and I ran and grabbed her some water and I sat with her on the floor. Luckily she happened to be my last scene for the night. So nobody was waiting. Um, And I hung out for a while and talked till she felt comfortable enough to stand. And I walked her into the into the aftercare area where there's comfortable couches to sit on. And I deposited her with friends uh I ended up going back, talked to a couple people, cleaned up my toys, put everything away, and then before I left for the night, I went back and found her and double checked one more time that she was okay, which she was. But I'm like going, I haven't had things go wrong in my scenes in a while. You guys decided to do this to me the day I post about this new class? Like
0: <laughs> thanks. Did I jinx myself? I already had enough stories. <laughs> yeah, well you know we it it's perfect though because you're gonna use that story and the dink of it mm-hmm. every single time you teach this class because yes it can happen to anyone at any time right so while you were talking i actually realized there was something else that i had a scene go wrong too uh-huh that i caught but i caught it i mean i guess no because i didn't even start the scene does that count i don't know i'd have to hear the story Well, I mean, it's, uh, there was a three people that came to the table and I did my usual, you know, are you pregnant? No. Do you have any metal inside your body? Any medical devices? No. Um, do you have any heart conditions? And the one girl says yes, sort of. And I can't remember what she said because I'm completely blanking, but I immediately went, yeah, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. If it is a condition where your heart can stop. No. So yeah, that's not good, unfortunately. And so she says, this is the part that killed me. She said, well, I mean, I've done a little bit before. And I went, who the fuck did you do electro with that did not ask you that question and therefore did electro on you when that could have fucking killed you? Did or you at find least out made your night
1: really bad? Did you find out? No, she didn't know who it was. Oh, Dara's on a mission
0: now. Uh, If I ever hear from her, like I gave them cards and everything. If I ever hear from her, which I probably won't because she can't do Electro and now she knows it. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, I laid that law down for her and her friends. I was like, don't you fucking do this with her. You guys, you're fine. Her, no. All right. So since this
1: is the first year, you didn't also have Bobby. And it was just mm-hmm. you and Noir. Did you find any difference with it being two females running the show versus a, a female and a male? Were there any people in
0: particular that were disappointed or more excited? Well, so I know that Bobby posted on social media that he wasn't going to be there. And I know that a bunch of people said, well, if you're not going, I'm not going. And I'm just like, <laughs> you're lost. But- I did, there was a steady stream of people. There was a lot of people who were comfortable because some, the fact that Noor and I were going back and forth, we did a lot of like, people were in a line and then I would say, okay, so I just did one. It's her turn now. You cool with that? No problem. Love it. Love it. Love it. Poppy says, can I have both? He would. Mm Mm-hmm. So people were really comfortable with it. No one had an issue. The fact that we even changed it up right before because somebody left. And so the person who was going to have her ended up with me and vice versa. That happened once or twice. Nobody had a problem with it. And in fact, they seemed a little more comfortable. Like, I I mean, I think I've said that three or four times now. No, we didn't really have a problem except for that one creeper.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I noticed I had more males bottoming for me this time than is typical. And I also noticed that when I and I also had, I also had a couple of males last week when I uh topped for spanking mm-hmm. at Bruce. And I noticed because I, I do watch it like risque when we've got a male top doing impact. I find not a lot of men want to bottom
0: for him. So that's a trend that I've noticed overall in, in the however many years we've been doing this at big events. It is mostly women that do the demos in public that get, you know, bottom for it. Not a whole lot of men. They're more likely to watch and, but since I also do this in private, most of my clientele is men.
1: hmm I know. Well, I get a lot of I get a lot of bottoms who have been hesitant to bottom beforehand, but feel more comfortable bottoming for another woman. Yeah, I can see that. Right. And so ready for what? Watch how I'm brilliantly going to turn this into the actual subject matter. You ready? Oh, I already, I already got, I connected those dots. You got this? I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Yes. So one of the interesting things about being a female dominant is all the different labels that exist around this particular role and the meanings behind those labels. And that was sort of really what this episode is supposed to be about. But I figure what? since you and I are both, well, you and I are both, you know, people who are female and are dominant, it sort of worked. And since we both just did where we were dominant for scenes and stuff, it sort of d- did all work. It, so it is, works. It is all related. But one of the things that came up, and I'm going to ask Dara first for her definition. I, I fucking this. hate when you do this. I know. Well, because <laughs> I don't want, I want you to come up with your own, and I want you to copy. Um, The question is, when you hear the terms femdom, female mm-hmm. dominant, dominatrix, are they the same? Are they different? And if you think they're different, what's the difference?
0: I do actually think they're different because when you hear femdom, you just think of someone who, to me, I would say that is simply someone who is female who dominates, someone who has Male or female subs, but the dominant person, and it's not a female top because we've already established that's different. This is a person who is in charge of the scene, they're actually dominant with a submissive who is female. When you say dominatrix, I think hardcore, latex, leather, boots you know, that's the one that's actually professional to me. So, like, I think professional dominatrix. And what about female dominant? Someone who identifies as female who is dominant in a relationship. So is that same or different than femdom? Well, I think I see femdom as just being short for female dominant. Okay. It's just a faster way of saying it. Okay.
1: Um, I actually found an article during my research that I'm going to steal because they nailed my definition. We have the same exact definition. And to me, femdom, female dominant dominatrix are actually three different categories. Okay. Yeah. So for me, a femdom describes not just a woman as the dominant type, but the word on its own refers in general to female supremacy. Where women are superior than men in every aspect of their lives, and everything is associated with power. In femdom, men have no value. They're just providers, money, sexual gratification, advancement, and status and procreation. In general, their job is to stay focused on keeping their woman happy. And to me, this is where you're going to get into your sissification, your humiliation, your cock and ball torture. It's all about female supremacy. While female dominant, it's just a dominant who happens to be female. And it's not about being, uh, anything having to do with supremacy. It's more relationship-based, of equals who, you know, a power exchange is involved, but it's still more about equals and you're going to have less of the humiliation and less of the, you must bow to me type. It's going to be very similar to what you would see with a male dominant and a submissive. Just this dominant happens to be female. To me, I see a lot of, I also see things like when you've got um, the, when you've got a female who goes by daddy.
0: Oh yeah. Right. Like to our T
1: right. To me, that's more of a female dominant. Okay. And then I'm with you on the dominatrix where the dominatrix is basically you're getting paid to do
0: the yeah, BDSM. That's the the word I have always associated that like cuz you know uh what's that show that we were watching uh Bonding? Bonding, yes. I'm glad you went with me on that so quick. <laughs> but that's a professional dominatrix. Right. Those are pro doms. That's where that came from. And I guess wouldn't you and I also be considered pro-doms since we do this stuff kind of professionally, yes. semi-professionally? Yes. Okay. I I I call
1: I've done sessions. I've had mm-hmm. people in my dungeon where I've done pro dom sessions with them. So yes. Um, but you know, like when I see, even just for instance, between the female dominant and the and the femdom, to me, the femdom is when I see you're all in latex or leather and you're in the high heels and you're stepping on the submissive and you're trying to make them small while the female dominant, it's like, whatever, I'm just wearing whatever I want to wear. And it doesn't really yeah. matter. Well,
0: I've, I've done both. I've had private sessions where I've dressed up in the whole leather thing and the boots. Um, and then I've had sessions where I'm in jeans and a tank top my latest one, though, was hilarious. So I had um, Electro CBT. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore this client. He's older gentleman. He's so freaking sweet. And we did the scene. And the whole time, I'm cranking him up. And he's just living his best life. He's like yelling. He's going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm over here on my phone on Amazon telling him all the things I'm going to buy with the money that he is giving me for this session.
1: Mm-hmm. See, to me, that's very femdom. Right. Because you're, I, you're, and I wasn't you're showing your as the
0: dominatrix.
1: You're showing your, it's not even the, the clothes, but you are showing your superiority.
0: And, yeah, like he's and giving me he's money nothing, for this. He's
1: nothing more than a bank account to you.
0: hmm Yeah. It was a little bit of uh, femdom in there. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was loving it. I, he okay. just kept telling, oh what else are you going to get with, with the money? And I'm just like, well, I'm going to get, uh, (laughs) just kept trying to come up with more stuff. I overspent in my head, obviously, because I was trying to come up with more stuff. The interesting thing
1: as, uh, about all of this is I asked our patrons for their definitions and everybody came up with different definitions. And this is one of the biggest problems with our community also, it's a good thing because you get to decide what the fuck you want to do. The whole kink is customizable thing. Yeah. But the problem is, is when someone comes to you and says, this is how I identify, you've got to ask them, what does that mean to you? So, you know, I ha- we had one patron who's like, femdom is short for female domination and thinks femdom and female dominant are synonymous. Um, but they said, but lately they're thinking more that Femdom seems to invoke feelings of dominatrixes, you know, I hmm. am woman, hear me roar. So they Didn't, still think of
0: the, the, the Femdom and dominatrix going together. We, we several years ago went to a Femdom munch mm-hmm. where something about the pay, the single men had to pay for the single women, Well, that kind of all, thing. the men
1: had to pay for the women, period, end of story. If you were in a couple, you paid for your partner. If you were single, y'all contributed to pay for the bill for the single femdoms who did not have a partner. And I happen to know the person who was running that munch, And she was very much, for me, the stereotypical femdom. Oh, absolutely. Where, where we had the leather and we had the high boots high heel latex boots that came over the knees and she talked down to all the male submissives and they should be grateful that they would get to serve her, you know, all the stereotypical stuff. So I, I wasn't surprised that that's how, but even like the event you went to recently where you taught. Mm-hmm. Isn't it again where you said that the male submissives were in the kitchen serving and getting everything ready?
0: And they had to wear little aprons and Daddy Jay had right. to do it too. And we were hysterical laughing at that one. But it wasn't as none of the women talked down to the men though. But it the was men were vi- still serving the, the women. men were serving, but and it was all it they was were also not, very
1: polite. Right. Well, yeah, but you, you would expect your
0: servants to be polite. <laughs> no, no, no. The the women were polite to the serving men. Just oh, thank you so much. Please, can I have this? You but can they be were polite very, to your servants. You don't always have they to humiliate. Were, as opposed to the other person right, who we yes. were talking about. Well, that other but person we, takes it to an extreme. Yes, yes. But it was very interesting because Daddy J said that when he was in the kitchen being prepped because he'd never done this before, he says, "What the hell? I'll do it. It'll be fun." Um, he said that they were very adamant that there was going to be one holding the tray and one person doing the serving. And they had to be at a specific side. Like you could only serve from the left of the person you were serving. Mm -hmm. It was all very, I don't know. It was very high protocol. It was very Downton Abbey. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, exactly. And Downton Abbey, they thanked their servants. So the Mm -hmm. fact that the, that the femdoms were, you know, thankful and said, and said, please. And thank you. Doesn't necessarily make it any less femdom as with everything else. There's always a spectrum, but uh, to me, the fact like that the men were not allowed to wear clothes other than what little piece they had on. Mm -hmm. They, I'm sure there was lots, as a high protocol event, I'm sure there were lots of rules of what they could and could not do
0: during dinner service. Yes. They were not allowed to come eat with the ladies Uh, if we, so I had a question about something and one of them like ran back to the kitchen to find the box. Um, because I have a lot of allergies and stuff and also tea has a lot of food issues. So we were, we had one question about something before we ate it and they like ran to find Mm -hmm. the box and like came over and presented the box to us heads down, uh, holding the box with both hands so that we could see what it was. Uh, stuff like that. It was very, very formal. It was cool. Not something I think I'd want to do all the time, but it was a really cool experience.
1: Right. But again, it comes down to female supremacy with the Mm -hmm. men serving them. Right. Somebody else said that uh, femdom to them is used a lot as a kink tag to talk about a female dominant with a male submissive. Like very specifically the femdom required a male submissive versus a female submissive. Um, somebody else said that they feel more of a female dominant than a femdom dom. And they felt uncomfortable with the focus on being a female dom within femdom. I'm going to so have to they,
0: retrain my brain that those are different things.
1: Well, I, I, you don't have to if you don't think they are. I think they are. It's, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm right or wrong. No, <laughs> I'm usually right.
0: But that's a whole other story. Don't you have a, t-shirt or a coffee mug or something with that on it yeah. <laughs> or a sticker i yes, think we made a sticker we made a i'm sticker not out of it uh something something i'm just explaining why i'm right yeah, i'm not arguing with you
1: i'm just explaining why i'm right <laughs> um it just it works as a as a virgo who likes who likes to color within the lines it just helps my brain to have very specific definitions for words so I can differentiate. But I do accept that not everybody's necessarily going to have the same definitions as evidenced by the question that I asked our patrons, Um, which is why, again, I reiterate, when somebody tells you what their label is, you have got to ask them what that means.
0: Yeah, because there's so many different definitions of what each one can be.
1: So anyway, this person said that, wanted, that to them, the femdom was mostly with a greater power difference. That makes sense. Right. And what they feel about femdom is that, you know, the, dom's, the, the femdom is higher while the submissive is lower, which is one of the reasons they're not necessarily into femdom as much. Another patron said that they thought most people just use the terms interchangeably but that there's a flavor to femdom that there isn't with female dominance. So to them, it feels like femdom is describing the fetish or at least the activity rather than the participants. So I'm into femdom, but I'm a female dominant. Got it. And that's how it came across
0: to them. I kind of like how there's so many different nuances to each one of these.
1: I I mean, I do too. But my concern is then when you have new people to the lifestyle and they come in with these definitions in their head. And then they think that's the definitions everybody else has. And then they usually find out the hard way. That it's not the case. Because they'll go into a scene with, with an expectation while the other person has a different expectation. And then when the scene
0: doesn't go the way either one expects, problems arise. So that's why one of our big things is communication. So you doesn't matter if that's your opinion of what this is, you need to be responsible enough that if you're going to scene with somebody, if you're new, it doesn't matter. You go into it with an open mind, no matter what. And you say, okay, this is where I'm coming from. Where are you coming from? Let's see if we can meet in the middle. Doesn't fucking matter what your original definition is. If it's the same or different, it's all about the communication. Mm -hmm. Now,
1: based upon the way that I define those terms, I much prefer being a female dominant over a femdom. I'm, I'm just not into humiliation play. I'm not comfortable with it. I would rather build you up. I have a lot of a lot of caretaker in me. I just don't want to be called mommy. Right. And I don't know that I would be comfortable being called daddy either. That's why
0: you're just called princess. Exactly.
1: But it, I, I would probably say that my, my dominant role is definitely more of a caretaker.
0: Mm-hmm. I can switch back and forth between female dominant and femdom depending on who wants what I can slip into the role as easily as I slip into being a little. Mm -hmm. I have multiple personalities. Apparently we've noticed (laughs) it's okay. There's medication for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's what makes me fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, I mean, I,
1: I was at one point in time in my life, I was seeking out specifically a male submissive. I had decided at that time in my life that's what I wanted and needed. Had no it luck. Work out? Not well, because honestly, the majority of male submissives that I was meeting wanted a femdom. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't what I was looking for. Um, I want a power exchange, but I want an equal relationship, if that makes sense. Yes. And I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be about my pegging you and my humiliating you and my doing cock and ball torture. Because again, as I say all the time, be nice to the cock and balls and they will be nice to you. (laughs) And that's what I want. Ultimately, I want them to be very nice to me. Um, So I, it wasn't working for me trying to find a male submissive, which is how oddly enough, I ended up with a female submissive, which was very comfortable for me, especially because she was really looking for a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so that worked well for my caregiver side. Would you Um, go back to having a female submissive if the opportunity arose? I would if it was not a sexual relationship. Um, I, you know, I did my exploring (laughs) and I did have a girlfriend for three years, but I have really decided that ultimately, I'm 98,
0: 99% straight. I've always kind of said that it, I, so I would say I'm bisexual, but I am not bi romantic. Yeah. I, I'm, it's hard for me to say
1: that I would never uh, be with a woman again, because first of all, I'm a pillow princess. Mm -hmm. So if you want to give me an orgasm, I don't care if you're male, female, non-binary, whatever. You want to give me an orgasm? I am there for it. <laughs> I have. I will also in group settings because as somebody who's gone to swinger events and my partner likes threesomes and more. In the right setting, if the mood hits me right, I'm willing to play with another woman. But I have boundaries as right. to what I will and will not do. I'm comfortable kissing another woman. I'm certainly comfortable playing with their boobs. Um, I would prefer for any pussy action that I use toys on them, and I'd be very comfortable fucking them with a with a dildo or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily wearing a strap on. I don't know that hit movement throws me off.
0: It's hard, right? It's way harder than it looks. I will <laughs> tell you that. Like you, I know you've never really done it, but like, holy shit, is it difficult?
1: Well, I just which is interesting because it seems so easy for cis men, but maybe just the way our bodies are built. Um but anyway, so I'm I'm more comfortable not being sexually active with another woman, especially in a one-on-one romantic type setting. I
0: I have to ask. Uh I've been texting Katie uh about some possibly more scenes similar yeah and so you had just said that you'd be comfortable playing with other women all this other stuff how would you feel about a semi-electro orgy i would need more details but i'm not okay, i'm not i'm not absolutely opposed to it she just randomly said hey we should bring Rara and this other person into it next time we do this and I was like, holy shit, that's an electro orgy you're just talking about. I was like, I have to ask her. Well, the funny thing is,
1: is I am the token straight person in the group. I almost always am. I'm the oldest in the group. I'm the token straight person from a woman's standpoint. We have many male friends that that identify as straight, but most of our female group identifies on some spectrum of bisexual. Um. I just, you know, you know me. I like to do things different because I'm a pain in the ass and I accept that. You
0: are an experimentalist.
1: There we go. Listen, I I will try most anything two or three times to decide if I like it.
0: And even if you're, you know, you could do five or six times to decide if you like it. Well, usually
1: it means I like it. I'm just pretending I'm still trying it out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Or I just have to
1: tweet it. Ooh. All right. So tweet, I'm tweak ton- it. Tweak it. Yeah, okay. I'm tired. I went to the dentist this morning. My mouth is finally not numb anymore, but it's sore. I can't. Let's put this. I... Way. I'm in no condition to give anybody a blowjob because I can only open my mouth so wide right now. <laughs> Sorry. Was that TMI? <laughs> No,
0: <laughs> not for us. <laughs> it's
1: just its just the reality. Oh, that's funny. But I do have something special planned. I'm going to be doing a stapling scene on somebody Friday night, uh, a male submissive who wants to try stapling. And so he's asked me to do that. I'm also making plans to bottom for a new to me impact top. Oh, that'd be fun newish. He's sort of done impact
0: on you. Yeah. Oh, how do you sort of clear? Oh, no shit. (laughs) 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 On Saturday, are you going on Saturday or Sunday? Uh, or uh, Friday?
1: Well, I'm going Friday night, but I know with his schedule, he won't be there Friday night because he can, he was just there saturday night and he can only do every other every other i don't know when it's gonna happen we have to sit down and negotiate he's so cute he likes to pre-negotiate it long in
0: advance i know oh my god please don't do it without me being there okay i have to watch like you can't leave me out of being able to watch that okay i'll I'll let let you use my damn table if you i whatever just i'll put myself on pause i need to do it on
1: the cross because i know that's his favorite
0: I'll put myself on pause. I have to come and watch that.
1: Okay. As soon as we schedule it, I'll let you
0: know. Okay. So November risque, I already scheduled it for you. Done. Okay. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm working November risque, so we'll see how the time goes.
0: Well, you're, you're, you don't have to
1: work the entire time. That's true. And then I'm laughing because, so I sent a picture to Cindy showing her all my boxes of bandages and said, uh I'm ready for our next scene. (laughs) What'd she say? (laughs) She she just responded back going, woohoo, I can't wait. (laughs) Brave girl. (laughs) And I do have an exciting scene planned with Naughty and Nice for Saturday the 21st. Okay. Which we're going to do toward the end of the night where I'm hoping you're tired and have gone home.
0: Oh, blood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's going to be I'm going to try out everything I learned at my class about needles
0: and impact. No, that's the painting scene, isn't it? Yeah. No. mm -mm, Okay. I will be going home
1: and you can have all
0: the fun. Notice, but notice I'm already planning it around you. I love you. You're the best. (laughs) I respect the fact that you don't want to see any of this shit. As unbelievably psychotic as you are, I do appreciate how much you protect me from my own phobias.
1: From your phobias, my insanity. It's a combination of the two.
0: Because your insanity is my phobia, (laughs) Ra-Ra. Have you not noticed? Basically, it's just shit Ra-Ra does. I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah but now She's it's really give fun. Me trauma.
1: I used to only bottom for all this shit. I'm now topping for all this shit. Oh, and I pull that's... naughty and nice into my insanity and I love it. And you're pulling
0: Barbie slash Cindy into it too. She did it on her own. I just said, Hey, we have cookies on the dark side. <laughs> I, I was explaining to somebody today about like, cause your ladies party is coming up. And so we were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, usually when Rara starts going nuts, I just put a blanket over my head and have my phone underneath. And people are like giving me play-by-plays. And I'm like, as long as I don't have to see it, that's fine. I'll just hide under my blanket. And it's usually pretty funny because people are like, hey, hey, Dora, don't look yet. (laughs) Okay. Hey, hey, Dora. Hey, yes. Is it done? No, no, no. I just wanted to say don't look yet. (laughs) Well, everybody knows and everybody participates in keeping you safe. No, I think they just like making fun of me and and making me uncomfortable with it. Okay, but you're not the only one who feels
1: that way about the blood, which is really (laughs) funny. You're just the most honest about it.
0: (laughs) I can't not be. The time that I turned green watching you kind of gave it away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually trying to talk naughty and nice to do a butterfly scene. I so, know, we can add, so we can add to the walls in the dungeon. I'm also trying to convince Bobby that maybe he should participate in one, too. So we can make, a, we can make a, a wall of fame.
0: I am never walking past. I'm ne- you have it right by the entrance to the dungeon. How am I supposed to walk <laughs> past this wall every single time I come to your house? <gasps> Where the studio <laughs> is, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to die.
1: Yeah, that's the sadist in me.
0: As much, yeah. So, oh, I protect Dara and I'm not going to do anything okay. that will make her very upset. Wall of butterflies. Right. flies. But I
1: don't let you see the fresh red blood.
0: That's dripping. No, just the old dried crust. Yeah,
1: but which is different. That could just be paint. If you didn't <laughs> know, you wouldn't assume it was blood because I've had people in the dungeon before who didn't know what that was and had no idea that it was blood. Dried blood until I told them. So if you don't know, know, you if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, well, I know. (laughs) But yes, it's it's been uh it's been a blast. And so I will be concentrating. If I ever do decide to take on another submissive, it really needs to be somebody who is either totally okay with bottoming for me for this insanity or being my assistant in topping. Because okay. I'd hate to have, I'd hate to have a submissive who's like, I don't do blood.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have a hell of a time. I think your only people, your options right now is like naughty and nice. <laughs> yeah, and I can't be her. I can't be her dom because I'm her mentor. Yeah, but I'm Which just saying. Your options are. Which is a whole other issue. I don't limited.
1: believe. I don't believe your mentor should also be your dominant. Just saying. And if you want to know more about that, listen to our episode on mentoring. And no, I don't know what number it is because Violet's not here with us.
0: (laughs) The second she hears this, she's going to pop in the chat. It's this episode. I know. This episode will come out and we'll see how many minutes it takes for her to respond. Let's see. The episode comes out at midnight. She usually listens to it first thing in the morning, like right when she wakes up. And I say we give it, and this is an hour long episode. Yeah. By 8 a.m. Okay.
1: All right. You heard it here first. We'll come back and let you know. <laughs> All right. We got a few minutes left. So Dara, why don't yes. you share with our listeners about the way new cool stuff you've got going in the Etsy shop? All the new okay. stuff we put up that we haven't talked about in the podcast yet.
0: Oh, that's right. Cause we talked We've about, talked about, it in about the, patron the patron episode. Yes. Okay. Well, we have awesome new stuff. We have. New stickers, awesomy? which are the cutest. Is that a word? Well, it is now. Okay. Listen, if Shakespeare could make up words, so can I. So, okay. the most awesomey okay. stuff this, the okay, <laughs> I'm calling them the three bears. It's uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I just started I doing it. that. That's well, perfect, they're, they're the three
1: bears. That was sort so, of what I had in mind, but it's but you can like decide. All- you can decide
0: which ones is submissive. Is it mama or oh, daddy? Dad <laughs> dad um, Dama Bear. It depends. Is is it a male dom or is it a dominatrix? You can't, it's a kilt or a skirt with a really cute hat. And I have worn a hat like that before. So it we have very non-binary bears, three bears. But we have the Dama Bear, we have a suba bear. <laughs> and we have the little bear, and they're Baby so cute, bear. so you can get these stickers in one at a time, so you can buy them separately, and then for a then you can get all three, but the size is different. You can get all three together, but they're a slightly smaller size, so you just have to make sure you pick uh which size you want and then go from there. but I fucking love these things, and I. Oh, Don't quote me on this. I want to say one of the options for the three bears together is holographic. I think that popped up as the thing. I believe that is correct. Okay, which is also a whole different level of awesome. Then we have the not all series, which is funny because that is usually a not good connotation. Not all men do that. And it's usually, you know, men on social media pointing out, you know, there's like, oh my God, men are assholes, not all men. So there's a, okay. So there's not all submissives are female and it comes in a variety of colors and different, you know, ways of doing the shirt styles, all that. You can look, there's not all dominants are male again, different sizes or different uh, color variations, different styles, and not all Wait, what is it? Not all kinksters are male or female. Yes. And my there are favorite, non-binary friends. My favorite part about these, though, is each crown on every single shirt is different. It's really cool. I, I just thought pretty. that was really fun. You did. You did a good <laughs> job. You usually do a good job. Thank
1: you. And we've got pet more pet. coming all the time because uh, we got some great suggestions from our patron group. So I will be working on those and creating even more
0: designs. Yay. which makes it so that I have even more to take care of. Boo hoo. Oh, my God, though. That one that one time, though, you hit me with so many at the same time. I was like, fuck this. Well, it's because I did the the not all series. I did everybody at once. Yeah, that was hard. Hmm. <laughs> That's okay. Aww. All right. Anything else? I think that was it. That That's was it. Uh, for the most
1: part. Um, so when you listen to this episode, and hopefully you will be listening through the entire episode on Spotify, we are allowed to ask questions and have our listeners answer. So I am going to ask the question and hopefully you guys will answer us. Uh, what are your definitions of femdom, female dominant and dominatrix? Do you think they're the same? Do you think they're different? Inquiring minds want to know.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, instagram and fat life we are
1: pink kink podcast and on tiktok we are pink kink podcast 2.0
0: join our facebook group pink kink podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters if you love what we do and are able to help support us we are on patreon just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast you can also help support our affiliates which benefits small businesses and pink kink Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can
1: help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts
0: or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.